Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today, I have a really special and fun episode for you. From time to time, I'm invited to be a guest on other people's podcasts. And this one was so much fun that they allowed me to create my own podcast out of this conversation. So I was a guest on the Spiritual Sandbox. Uh, I have a link below. You can check that out. It's a great podcast with Amit and Jill. And we had so much fun. We had a great conversation. And then Joshua came in and it was really amazing. So I think you're really going to like this episode. Uh, before we get going, I want to remind you that we have a new boot camp. It's the final boot camp of the year. We do one in spring, one in fall. So this is the fall one. It'll be coming up in the middle of October. Uh, to be in this boot camp, you just need to send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and um, we'll get together and I'll explain it all to you. This boot camp is a perspective shift. That's what's really going to happen. It's eight weeks. There's a lot of activity, a lot of assignments, a lot of, you know, spiritual practice to do and working on your limiting beliefs. We do it in a group with about 100 people all over the world. And each week sets you up for the next week. So as you raise your perspective in shifts over these eight weeks, by the time you're done with it, you'll have a completely different perspective on who you are, how this reality works, why you're here, and what your soul's purpose is. And you'll also completely understand the definition and the purpose and the law of attraction. Uh, it is something that you do not really understand yet. No one did. I did not understand it until really after my second boot camp. So the boot camp is the thing which you are able to take over and over again. Once you're in, you're in for life. And so most people take it four, five, six times, uh, raising their perspective every time they take it. It seems new every time you take it. It's a crazy thing. This boot camp is completely channeled. It uh, came in in about four weeks at the end of 2017, and we did our boot first boot camp in the beginning of 2018, and since then we've had 18 of them with hundreds of people all over the world going through it many times. Uh, now that I've done it enough times, I can really see what it is, and you'll see when you go through it uh, what is actually happening. And what's actually happening is nothing more than you raising your perspective. And once you raise your perspective, your reality shifts to accommodate that new perspective. That's all that's happening. That's all we're doing in any of this work. It's we're raising our perspective on how we see ourselves in our reality. And that is our vibration. That vibration, when that raises or when your perspective raises, then the mirror, which is your outer reality, conforms to that new perspective. This is the only way, the only way that things change. Now, you can't imagine how they're going to change because the change is unimaginable. There's no ideal to look for. You're not going to get what you think you want initially. You're going to get what you truly want, and that's going to feel something. You're going to feel emotion in that. This is how you know you've had a cellular change. This is coming out of the illusion and understanding who you truly are and, and uh, why you're here and all that stuff. So um, I really think that uh, this is a great time to do it because always when we do these ones at the end of the year, it sets up the next year and the next year is monumental. So this is inspiration. If you're hearing this now, you're receiving the inspiration to at least send me an email. I'll send you a little bit of information and the opportunity to connect. Uh, you just choose a time that works for you. It's a fun conversation, usually about 30, 40 minutes. And by the end of it, you'll know exactly if the boot camp is right for you or not. So I hope you'll push past your fear and send that to me. And also remember to like and subscribe and share with your friends and uh, leave a review if you can do that. That's amazing. Leave comments. All that stuff really helps increase our awareness in the world. Thanks for being here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. 
Okay, so today we have a fun topic as per usual. We are talking about what is fun and exciting about the Great Awakening. Is there anything fun and exciting about that? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a lot of work. We're here to find out. (laughs) So today we are absolutely thrilled (laughs) to welcome welcome Gary Temple Bodley back for, we're calling this a part two. So we're really excited about that. Definitely check out part one when that comes out, because it was awesome. So uh, for those of you who may not know who Gary Temple Bodley is, he's a channel and he's been channeling a group of non-physical teachers known as Joshua for the last nine years. He has a very, very popular podcast, one of my favorites, which is called Joshua Live, where he channels Joshua twice a week. And Gary has written now five books, which is amazing. Dozens of articles on the law of attraction and other universal laws. And he has held so many beautiful events and retreats. And he's worked with celebrities, thought leaders, and thousands of leading edge thinkers all over the world. Welcome back, Gary Temple Bodley. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, now I have to live up to that intro. That (laughs) intro, I don't think I can live up to that. Always. Already are living it. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. We just started. No pressure. (laughs) We just started working on a new book called "An An Unimaginable Life." (gasps) Yeah, love the title. This idea is when you get to a certain perspective, and you're not living in fear and being the victim, you know more about who you truly are. You've gone on this journey of self-discovery. You've processed all these limiting beliefs. So you get to this perspective of yourself in all areas of your life. And what's possible now when all you're doing is noticing the perfection in everything rather than everyone else's life and my life, still to this point, but you're noticing all the imperfection, right? So you switch it from Focusing on imperfection, trying to fix conditions, trying to change yourself, trying to wish things were different, people were different. And now you go and you're you're committing to looking at every single thing perfectly. Mm. And then you're realizing that by committing to seeing perfection, you're existing in this higher state of being, maybe you call it the flow state or the zone, all Mm. of the time. So whenever you go into any experience, like this experience here, you have a a certain perspective going into it. You have a certain, you know, judgment of it. You've already made the choice to do it, right? And so now you're you're going into it and you're like, do I really want to be here? What are you talking about? Am I going to sound stupid? All this stuff. And now what you're doing Mm -hmm. is saying, no, why am I doing this? And the reason Mm -hmm. why you're doing it is for you. There's something that I'm going to get out of this, this conversation. It doesn't, you know, hopefully you do as well, but that's not my primary thought is I am going to be focused in what I get out of this interaction. And in that, I'm seeing what I can see as perfect in everything. So from there, just the words flow. You don't have to be a channel. You know this. You've had conversations with people where you've just flowing you know, stuff out and it's like, oh my God, I was brilliant in that situation, you know? (laughs) Now we're looking about doing this all the time. And because this is so radically new, 
you can't know what the outcome is going to be because there is no example of this anywhere of anyone living <sighs> life this way. Ah, so you can't even have an attachment because there's nothing to grab onto with that. In fact, you can't put anything in a box. You can't yes. say, oh, well, this maybe I'll get this or that. No, it's unimaginable. Yes, yeah. I love so it. So good. Yes, goosebumps. Can't wait for it to come I out. I know. <laughs> wow. Are you, so you, are you writing it now? Yeah, me and Christy Burkhead are writing it. Oh, right. Yeah, so we're doing, we're doing channeling sessions together. Then <laughs> I'm taking those and transcribing them. And there'll be a podcast called An Unimaginable Life. And then the transcripts of that will be formed somehow into a book as well. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Thank you for all your creations. Yeah, you you're get, amazing. When you start to think of yourself as the creator of your reality, you start to think everything is right. That's Joshua's first words. Everything yeah. is right. You start to say, how is this for me instead of why is this <clears throat> happening to me? <clears throat> then <clears throat> you sort of break out of the mold of how you were programmed. And instead of, instead of thinking that your conditions are just outside of you and they cause you to make you feel something, that they're simply the reflection of your perspective or your vibration. Mm -hmm. And then you start to say, okay, well, what is perfect about these conditions instead of what's imperfect about them? And then that allows new ideas to come to you because you're not mm -hmm. in the vibration of the problem. You're in the vibration of perfection. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm writing that down. That is so good. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to play with that for a moment. So let's see. What is perfect about the jackhammer? <laughs> right. So the jackhammer is this reflection of your vibration. Your vibration is saying, it needs to be quiet. If it's not quiet, it's not going to be perfect. Right? It's all these and then, you know, and so you're probably telling your husband, hey, I'm on a podcast. Be quiet. Tiptoe around back there, right? You eavesdropping. Barry. No. This is just obvious. Do you hear all of my conversations? This is what anyone would do. <laughs> right? Watch what I say. So, so you have yep. this vibration Hey, I, I told of, my husband too. Hey, sh close the yeah. door. Mm -hmm. And then there's stuff out of your control. So now you have to do this with a jackhammer. Um, <laughs> this has happened to me a lot. It's not because Alive. my husband's name is Jack, right? We are Jack and Jill. <laughs> He's a Jack, Jack and Jill. Did you know that there are more Josephs and Marys as couples than any other couple? I did not know really? that. Really? <laughs> That's a trip. That's awesome. <laughs> right? Like self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you're in the vibration of, of, oh my God, it's noisy, noisy, noisy. I want to be quiet, quiet, quiet. Well, then... What they're what's happening is they're setting up a situation where you can't control this, and so you'll go through this experience and you'll realize I never had to control it. Nobody ever heard that, and if they did, we could always edit it out. Right, right. <laughs> there's there's been so many situations in in doing the podcast where um, stuff beyond your control just happens. And you one too, time, huh? <laughs> yeah, one time I'm I'm doing it from my we're staying at my friend's house while this house is being renovated. And I'm in their downstairs office area. And all of a sudden, a leak comes right in the middle of Joshua's oh. life. And just starts <laughs> pouring down on my laptop and pouring down here. No. And Joshua didn't move at all. Didn't lose mm -hmm. focus. You couldn't really hear it. But I'm just like. <laughs> 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 like 
They incorporate it into a story. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this actually happened to us, I think, on the podcast that we, episode we did before you came on a few weeks ago, where we were uh, interviewing our friend Lori McMurphy, who channels the light. And about five minutes into the recording, I say to uh, I say to Amit, um, I'm hearing all kinds of feedback. It's like we're on a party line. And Amit says, it's very subtle. Well, I trust Amit with my life. So as soon as she said that, I dropped all concern. And it, it was going on intermittently for an hour and a half. So I asked the light, what that was about, I, I, this is how I phrased the question. You'll be very proud of me. I said, what was perfect about that? <laughs> and it was so fascinating to hear what they were saying in terms of our human conditioning has us thinking that there is this thing called perfection and it's not at all what truly is because I've come to learn, especially through Joshua, also through the light that we're already perfect, yeah. that all of our conditions are perfect, regardless of what the human may be thinking about. And that also that if this moment is perfect, which it is, all the moments and all the lifetimes prior to this moment are also perfect. And therefore everything that happens from this point on, which is happening all at once in terms of the multidimensionality of it is also perfect. So Amin and I were talking this morning and she was like, so I found out this morning, do you want to tell your story about the gardener? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. He normally texts me same day. I'm going to come do the yard work, whatnot. But he texted me yesterday and I, I was just back from a, an intense retreat and I was tired in bed all day. And I sort of sleepily, you know, see the text. Oh, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be perfect. It's like, nope, sit up. This is your opportunity to situate for tomorrow, you know, um, and just ask, what time are you coming? Which I normally don't. And so I, I asked and he said two o'clock our time, which would be right while we're recording. And the tired one in me was like, it's fine. Just let it go. And it's fine. I don't want to bother him. I want it to be convenient for him. And then I heard the voice inside say, hold on. It needs to be convenient for you too. So advocate. Why don't you just, you know, just ask, is it possible for you to come at another time or another day? And sure enough, said, no problem. I'll come at 10 in the morning. And I was like, yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So we thought um, we took care of all that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a fine line between accepting conditions as perfect. Yes. But then advocating for what you what you prefer. Yes, that's mm -hmm. right. But it's like you have a choice. So you, the choice is you can accept it as it is, and that's fine. But mm -hmm. what are you really doing when you're accepting? You're maybe not, not wanting to get into conflict. So there could be fear in yes. that. Right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So you always have to think about... Well, what's the perspective that I have? The limited perspective would be, I don't want to bother him. And the higher mm -hmm. perspective might be, no, I have things going on. Let's, let's work it around so it works for everyone. Mm -hmm. you know? But it is tricky to do that. Yes. What's so <laughs> funny about the Great Awakening? Yes. Fun and, and funny. What is yeah. it? I don't know. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> find out. I... Yeah, I bet it's like, well, what is not solving a problem 
That's one thing. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we can't mm. look at it that way. We can't like, oh, when everyone wakes up, we won't have all these problems. Right. Uh, it's gonna, <laughs> the, what's going to be is it's just going to be more love in this reality. Yeah. More expressive yes. love. Yeah. I remember yes. on, on a recent podcast episode with Joshua when they were talking about, um, you know, all the things you can do to prepare for whatever. Even they were saying, you know, even if you're going to go have lunch with a friend, you know, you could be thinking, well, who's going to pick up the tab and are they going to have food that I like and you know, all the conditions because mm -hmm. the human is, is well, conditioned. Wanting that control. Wanting control over all these things that we have absolutely no control over. And, right. and then Joshua said, you know, if you want something to go well, you know, you, Joshua said you could do all these things or <laughs> you could just focus on having fun. Yeah. And that was as soon as, you know, I'm here as a demonstration of ease, yeah. clearly. And so immediately I thought, erase, forget about all the logistical stuff. Just focus on having a blast. And actually, that was the day that you came onto our podcast. I, I don't know what your thoughts were. I had an absolute blast. What about you, Amit? <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> there is no reason to do this unless it's, or anything unless yes. it's fun. Exactly. Yeah, that was a recent podcast was fun is the sweet spot sweet of spot. life. Yes, indeed which also, it is. Which also they brought up irreverence, which of mm -hmm. course naturally spoke to me and myself. And I thought, see, I knew there's a reason that we're always irreverent. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take anything seriously. Especially exactly. God, you know. Yeah. Nothing serious. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, you just mentioned that. I don't know, it was here we go in the flow. I know we're gonna we're, we're gonna shift gears here, but as I was driving down to the retreat, um, you know how you see these different signs along the freeway and I see one, Jesus or hell. And then I keep going and then fear God. And the more signs I saw of this, I, I literally started to cry because I, I myself have been doing a lot of feng shuiing around the association with the word God. It used to be challenging for me to utter that word. God mm. is no problem. God, all this paradigm bullshit was right there. But <laughs> I started to cry when I saw that. And, and I started to talk to God and say, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. Said, oh, my gosh. To God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something like that. God, God, you know, <laughs> I'm so sorry for the way us, us humans here have distorted the true essence of, of who and what you are and that any fear to be, in, you know, infused into our relationship with you, it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking, but we're, sh we're changing that. Well, right? here's what God would say is mm. that the person with those signs is is also me and it's just right. another expression of me you know because mm, yes. it's all that is yeah and yes. god is all that is and mm -hmm. that's what god is god is all of it you know yes um, you're right and god the universe was started when god said asked us this question who am i and then the mm -hmm. second question is what was the source of that question, question. Right. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. universe was created instantly to go on a journey to discover who God is mm -hmm. and the, and God is love. Right. And in order to understand mm -hmm. love, you are being attracted to love all of us. So we're individual experiences of God. 
going, mm-hmm. being attracted to love. And to do that, we have to go through fear to get there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so as we were going through our lives, we were, we're encountering what we fear in order mm-hmm. to know who we are. Mm-hmm. The same mm-hmm. as God, right? And so, yeah. Yeah. And so we are valuable and valued experiences of God from our mm-hmm. own unique perspectives, understanding mm-hmm. what we are in order to mm-hmm. ha- have God understand what it is, what we all are. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the phrase is God loves you, encapsulates it all, no matter what you do. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you do. God loves you because mm-hmm. God is you, you know? Right. <laughs> and what love is, is knowing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we tend to think love is, is a gushy feeling towards other people, but to, to love yourself <laughs> is to know yourself. Yes. To love someone else is to know them. It's this idea of knowing. Yes. That idea of knowing we don't know because we feel separated. We don't feel as one. And so mm-hmm. the oneness is love, how we feel love with all these layers of fear in it. You know? mm. So if, if you love your child as much as you can, think about how much fear is in that. Something happens to them or something yeah. like that, right? <clears throat> and, yeah. And probably your child is the person that you know the most. That's why you have that certain love for the child. Wow. All right, you ready for channeling? Yes. Always. Okay. This is exciting. <laughs> All right, so I'll take a 30 seconds or so and go get them. Yes. And then uh, they'll have a little preamble about the great awakening. Yes. Maybe. And knows? what's fun about it? What's yes. fun about it? Or funny about it? Yes. <laughs> I'm probably going to say funny, so we'll see what happens. Okay, go All for right, it. I love that. Here we go. We are thrilled to be here. We emphasize the thrill for Jill. (laughs) (laughs) So what's fun about the Great Awakening? Well, the Great Awakening, you might see from your perspective as an accomplishment, that you've reached a level of perspective and a vibration that aligns more of with with who you truly are. And certainly, this is an interesting place to be, but it's not an accomplishment per se, because you are here to mix it up in this reality. You're here to have judgment. You're here to birth desires. You're here to sift and sort, have preferences. You're here to change your conditions. You're here to experience the feeling of separation, disconnection, so that you can come back to the feeling of oneness and connection. You have an awakening, which is a transformation of a psychological idea of your reality from a physical, structured, no-nonsense view of the world to an ethereal view of the world. Well, people have been moving in this direction for centuries. A lot of them got burned at stakes, and so it wasn't a lot of fun for them. But while you're here in this age of awakening, when more and more people are comfortable with this idea and you have more freedom in it, well, you can openly express what you are thinking about and what you want to believe and what you are choosing to pursue. That makes it fun because now you have others you can talk to about it. But do you really have others you can talk about? Well, some of you do. Obviously, you too do. You have each other. You have your friends. But there's other people listening here who would never utter a word of law of attraction or the laws of the universe or a channeler to anyone they know because those that they know are stuck in well, we shouldn't say stuck, are still participating in the grand illusion of separation. 
<laughs> they might feel isolated. They may not feel like they have no one to talk to. They may, may feel like they do not have their community. But of course, this also propels them forward on this journey of self-discovery to come to express who they are to at least friends and at least people online in these communities and maybe eventually ideas to someone they know when someone is, comes to them in need help, of help or something like that. So it can be fun or it can be a miserable existence, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like every other possible existence in physical reality. You could have no knowledge of the law of attraction and no knowledge of the laws of the universe and no knowledge that you are an expression of God. And you could still have a wonderful, beautiful, fantastic, easy, enjoyable, exciting life. You could be in the forefront of the Great Awakening and trying to muster up some effort and struggle to prove that this is true to non-believers and face rejection and shame and disappointment everywhere you go. It doesn't matter. And either way is fine because it's all an expansive experience. So there is no wrong in any of it. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Everything is right, including the behaviors of every participant in this reality. Yeah. Now you have to understand that this reality is unique because you have come in from a eons long experience of connection, of oneness, hmm. to an environment that feels, that gives you the illusion of disconnection, separation. Now, why have you come here? This is not a normal, typical physical reality. In other physical realities, you feel the oneness. It's part of that reality. In this reality, you have the illusion of separation and the fear that goes along with that. So why have you and every other member of humanity come to experience this dense reality at this time? Because in this dense reality, you get to exponentially expand your understanding of who you truly are and of love. This is why you and everyone else came. Now, some of those who are here are here to really experience the fear and really get an understanding of that. And some are here to move towards other vibrations, other vibrations that are more in truth. You see, there is no difference between the non-physical and this physical reality. It's just the illusion that's in place here. Once you return to the non-physical, that illusion is gone and you see everything clearly. In this physical illusion, it seems like that's a window and that's a wall and that's a door and that's another, a person separate from me. In reality, everything is you. It's all you. So you're a non-physical being who has come into a physical illusion, perceiving that the reality is outside of them when the reality is generated from within. That entire reality is a reflection of the perspective that you're offering or the vibration you're offering, whatever word you like to use there. So when you are focused on the imperfection of something, you wanna fix it, you wanna fix it, you wanna change it, you wanna make it different, because you think you will feel better when that's done, that's mm -hmm. a wonderful thing because it drives you to new experiences. Oh, I don't like the color of this wall. I'm going to have to paint it. And so you get out your paintbrush and you buy some paint and you paint it all. And then you go, oh, I don't really like that color either. And so you do it again and 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 do it again. Well, that may seem silly with the wall because you're not going to keep painting over the wall, keep painting over the wall. But what you're doing in your life is you're painting over everything, trying to fix it to make yourself feel better. That's just the system of this reality. 
It gets mm. you moving. You can't stand it anymore. You get up and do it. Or mm. you get overwhelmed and you don't do anything. Another mm. expansive experience. It doesn't matter. There is mm. no imperfect way to experience physical reality. It's all expansive. Mm. Now, there is a more <laughs> effective way, a more mm. high vibrational way, a way to incorporate love and to see who you truly are and to reduce the effects and the density of the illusion if that's what you choose. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you choose, there will be a different association to fear. So <laughs> those living in fear don't really realize they're living in fear. They aren't getting too much inspiration. They aren't getting a very clear connection to their inner self. And they are not hearing inspiration very clearly. They're not moving along very rapidly on their journey of self-discovery. They're not consciously aware of that journey. It's a haphazard reactionary existence, but they don't have to do one thing. They don't have to push past fear to do what they're inspired to do. Those of you who are living at a higher perspective are now receiving inspiration that will move you on your journey of self-discovery. But in order to do that, you have to push past the fear that pops up every time you receive inspiration. <laughs> Here's the issue. You receive a lot of inspiration and you act on almost none of it because what you're saying is, okay, here's an idea for an action, but here's all the crap I have to do to do that. <laughs> and is that really going to result in anything I want? Mm -hmm. No. So I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you poo poo it and put it over there, even though it's all designed perfectly for you to understand more about yourself. So imagine that you receive this inspiration. And if you take the action, it will lead you to an experience that will expose something within you that you didn't know about. We call that a manifestation event. Mm -hmm. So you take an action and you get into a situation where you feel intense negative emotion. Mm -hmm. You say, that's a bad thing because I don't want to feel negative emotion. In fact, you're very afraid of feeling negative emotion. It's the worst thing, especially if you're an emotionally sensitive person. And mm -hmm. so you you say that that was wrong or bad. That event should never have happened. In fact, I made a bad decision even going in that direction. <laughs> but what that event is showing you is that you have a limiting belief that's stuck in your vibration. It's holding you back from everything you truly want. And so when you have these inspired ideas and you have a limiting belief, you will not act on that idea because the limiting belief, the idea will trigger fear from that limiting belief. So you very much in this awakening stage want to discover your limiting beliefs and you want to soften them and you want to prove they're false because the limiting beliefs are always false. They're based in illusion. It's not true. The reason you feel negative emotion is because in that moment you're perceiving yourself as a victim. Since that is in conflict with who you truly are, the negative emotion comes to show you that you are not living as the creator of your reality. You're living as the victim. The victim mm -hmm. mentality is the illusion. In order to become who you truly are, you'll have to see through that illusion. That involves encountering fear, negative emotion, and doing the work. Is that mm -hmm. more fun? That's up to you. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, that would not be more fun. But for mm -hmm. those of you who are willing to commit to discovering who you truly are and seeing in the perfection of every event, then this becomes a joyous thing and you start expressing love into your reality and the reflection changes to reflect that back to you. With that, we would like to start with the first question 
that comes to either of you. There's one question in mind. Whoever says it first, that question is the one we want to answer first. I got something. Unless you Go for it, Jill. Okay. Through receiving um, a message from the light, I was told, this is what I was told. You're a lighthouse. And as such, there's very little on your plate, which I was quite thrilled to hear (laughs) (laughs) on both counts. And I wanted to ask you what you would add to, how you might add to that, or what does the Joshua speak around that concept? Because I just love being the lighthouse. I I just do. I'm I'm in bliss most of the time. What's the fun thing about being a lighthouse? Being in the bliss, being, I, I, I have a, a tremendous capacity to uh, be, to feel enthusiastic about just life. You know, I'm looking up at the sky. I'm excited being in nature conversations. I, I have this natural capacity for enthusiasm and I love sharing all that I know with other people. That is a total turn on, a total blissful experience. So to be told, yeah, shine that light and you're good. So if you think about what a lighthouse does, it's stationary. Yep. It really only works at night, mm-hmm. not working much during the daytime. Mm-hmm. It's not broadcasting anything to anyone other than its immediate proximity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not doing much, mm-hmm. but it is having an impact in the locale where it's positioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be aware of anything that it's doing as it's impacting the shipping around its location. It's not even getting any feedback. No one's calling and say, thank you for shining that light. Mm-hmm. Because of you, I missed those rocks there and saved all, this, <laughs> all these lives and we went on our merry way. You're getting no feedback whatsoever. So... When you think about the inspiration of a lighthouse, it's simply to be a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to say, well, I need to do this and do that and do this and do that and do this and do that and, and help others, save others from their miserable lives by sharing what I know. Well, the, the lighthouse is not doing that. The lighthouse is broadcasting to anyone who happens to see it. And mm-hmm. if they see it great, if they don't see it great, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The same mm-hmm. is true with a human lighthouse in this, con- in this case. The need to fix anything would be seeing the imperfection in that. Uh-huh. Mm. If you happen to be with a person and they're complaining and they're wishing things were different and they're acting like a victim, and you perceive that they're having a hard time, you might have an urge to change their condition. You would drop down into their perspective of the victim in order to give them some advice to change their situation. Why? Because their situation makes you feel uncomfortable, gives you a little bit of negative Mm -hmm. emotion. Mm -hmm. Now, why does it give you negative emotion? Because you've dipped down to the victimhood equal Mm -hmm. to this person. If you instead saw that person as having their experience perfectly as they intended, that they're on their journey of self-discovery, that they are experiencing things that no one else could experience or will experience ever again because it's from their perspective. Since you don't know anything about their limiting beliefs, anything about their conditioning and experiences up to this point, there's no need to help them with anything because they're guided every step of the way by their inner self to have the perfect experience for them. Mm -hmm. If they bump up to you, 
there's a reason. They cannot be in your proximity unless you benefit them in some way. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. cannot be in your proximity unless they benefit you in some way. Mm -hmm. A lighthouse that is shining light in the daytime, trying to warn people about the rocks, isn't really doing anything. Mm -hmm. The lighthouse at night, when there's no shipping, it's still going on, doesn't care. If there's one ship or a million ships, it doesn't care. It's just being itself. So you mm -hmm. can think about being yourself without the distraction of where anyone else is. Imagine being a lighthouse, and usually there's two or three ships that go by. No big deal. Now imagine there's 20 ships going by. Is the lighthouse any more frantic than it was before? Not at all. It's still doing the same thing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you don't need to worry if there's all these people or one person. You are just being you in that moment. And as you, seeing the perfection in them, mm -hmm. you will flow freely from your inner self, all the words, all the phrases, all the actions, to be of assistance to them if they need it, if they hear it, and if not, it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is spinning a light around, being yourself in joy the way that you want to be in joy. Yep. So then we say, well, you come along on this journey of, of self-discovery to discover who you are at this time, who Jill is right now. Mm -hmm. And Jill discovers that she is one who is enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. enthusiasm is a aspect of Jill. And then from there, you might go on to saying, how can I serve? How can I express my love? Well, you don't express your love and serve by seeing anyone else in need. You wouldn't want to go to a homeless shelter and dole out food all day long. That is not your joy. Right. If it was your joy, sure. Your joy is being enthusiastic. And so to be of service is just to be you. Mm -hmm. in your enthusiasm or whatever else. And you'll mm -hmm. be led step by step, step by step to interactions that give you the most satisfaction, like this interaction you're having right now. This is so beyond satisfaction. I mean, this is like <laughs> way, we left satisfaction quite a while ago. This is thrilling and blissful and incredible. Now imagine that you had the inspiration to have this conversation, you're recording the conversation, and you decide to post it out there in a podcast you stick it out there in the ether for whoever stumbles across it. Mm -hmm. You don't care what they get out of it. You don't need any feedback from that. You don't need them to write you emails and saying how great you are for having this. This is a ripple that you're creating in the grand awakening, <laughs> along with all the lighthouses who are creating all the ripples all together, all at once, available for so many people to come across it in however they see it and perceive it from their perspective. This one happens to be a very high perspective conversation. And so those who are at this level will somehow gravitate towards this. And then there'll be all the other channels and all the other teachers who are offering perspectives for those at wherever level they are. You're dipping this perspective now into the mass consciousness mm -hmm. by your intention to have this conversation. Without that intention or without that that inspiration to have this conversation, this event would never happen. You've created something brand new that would never have happened and can never happen again outside of this conversation that is now added to the consciousness of humanity. This is now accessible for anyone who reaches a proximity to where this, the vibration of this conversation. 
it may be 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. It may be 50 years from now. Mm-hmm. It may be wherever it is. But by your decision to hold this conversation and then disseminate the conversation freely, it becomes available in ways you cannot imagine. I love that. Now think of any other creation of effort and struggle you could do that would have such an impact on the consciousness of this planet. And that's one little lighthouse in a vast sea of lighthouses. (sighs) Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because I, I, I did want to know about the ripple effect. And, and uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary and I had a conversation at one point where he was like, you could change the face of psychotherapy. And I was like, yeah, I could. But you know what? <laughs> I realized. And he said, well, you probably don't want to do that because there's fear. I was like, it, well, it had nothing to do with fear. It had to do with, and I was very authentic. Um, I said, it's, it's about my joy and my bliss. This podcast, Being With a Meat, inviting guests to the come on it's a spiritual sandbox which i love we love that because it's all about play and fun and bliss so that is all i do i mean it's like if it's fun if it's blissful if i'm having a good time everyone around me is having a great time so that's my Mm -hmm. life and i'm thrilled to share that with you (laughs) excellent next question please yes so this is more on the uh, and and you said it too, right? I'm I'm going to put a word to it: the reciprocity that that is innate within all of creation, right? Something is thrilling to you; it it benefits you; it benefits others. Um, so, in in the spirit of of that knowing, the question is for you, Joshua: How do you expand as we expand? You are here on a journey of expansion. You expand in physical reality, mm-hmm. not so much in non-physical. Mm-hmm. Non-physical, we coast along. We have mm-hmm. interests, and that's why we're here. You have questions, and you've drawn us in. Mm-hmm. But we are simply enjoying this interaction. However, from time to time, you will come to a perspective that is high enough to access information that is contained within the potentiality of the universe. Mm -hmm. So if you think of the universe as all information of all of it, Mm -hmm. of all possible information and all already learned information. So Mm -hmm. say source has been going through and having all these experiences with all these different things for billions of years and has accessed canister after canister after canister of new information. Mm -hmm. So let's say sources a quarter of the way through. Source has 25% of all of the information in the universe. Source doesn't access the information from the non-physical because there is no desire. Mm. Desire is created in physical reality. Mm-hmm. In physical reality, you say, oh, we need a new power source, and then someone comes up with solar or wind or splitting an atom. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's all these, oh, that's a new idea, that's a new idea, that's a new idea. This cascade of new ideas coming down because someone reached high enough to bring down something new. Mm. Now, generally speaking, this perspective is out of balance with the overall perspective of the human. So if you mm-hmm. think of a math prodigy in this area of mathematics, this person has a very high perspective of themselves in this subject. And mm-hmm. they are able to access specific mathematical information 
unlocking it from the universe, bringing down new. So most of the history of humanity are these people who would have some very high perspective in some subject, think Beethoven in music, think Shakespeare in playwriting, think of these things. Now, the rest of their life was a low perspective. And so you'll see these wonderful artists who had these overall pretty miserable lives. But mm -hmm. in art, they were fantastic. In science, they're fantastic. In this area, they're fantastic. And this has been unlocking, unlocking all this stuff. You come to about the beginning of the, of the 1900s, and suddenly this energy is now infused into the consciousness, and a catalyst is happening that brings in new technology, new technology, new technology, and shifts the overall wealth, freedom, the movement of society to where you are now. <laughs> if you were to look 120 years ago, the perspectives overall were very low. If you look 2000 years ago, the perspectives were even lower. If you look now, the perspectives are generally high in many places. And this is why you live in these wonderful houses and these wonderful areas with all the amenities and all these luxuries and all this absolute wealth as a comparison to 100 years ago. You live in ease compared to almost any time in the history of the world. But you're still focusing on the problems and the issues, which is good because that accesses this and accesses that. But generally speaking, those who are faced with the problem don't come up with the answer because they're in the vibration of the problem. Because in that issue is a very low perspective. But the desire is birthed for the answer. And that answer comes to that person who is the path of least resistance, who has the highest perspective in that area. Now, what happens for those of you who say, I'm going to raise my perspective in every single area of my life? evenly. How do I do it? By noticing events that trigger negative emotion, which we call mm -hmm. manifestation events. Mm -hmm. When this happens, that event is not wrong. That person who said that horrible thing is not wrong. That person who did that thing that I perceive they did it to me is perfect. Mm -hmm. This allows me to uncover a limiting belief that I did not know was there mm -hmm. and allows me to address why do I think that is bad or wrong? Oh, because mm. this happened in childhood, or this is what I was taught, or all these things. So imagine that you have a political election coming up, and you believe that one candidate is better than another candidate. Mm -hmm. How do you know? How do you know what's going to happen? So you right. have this perception based in what? Based in advertising, based in what other people think, based in your programming of your youth. Who knows why you think that? And mm -hmm. so you're really supporting this one. Maybe you're even giving money or giving your time or whatever. You're really, really hoping this candidate wins. Mm -hmm. If the candidate wins, you're going to use that as an excuse to feel good. If the candidate loses, you're going to use that as an excuse to feel bad. Mm -hmm. The candidate is neutral. You have no idea what's going to happen. But you're wafting up and down vibrationally depending on the outcome of this candidate you think is good. Mm -hmm. And you're also hating or disliking the other candidate. So simultaneously, you are mixing it up over here, having birthing desires, wishing things were happening here, and wishing things were happening on the other side. This idea of wishing is a form of control based in victimhood. You're mm -hmm. trying to control outcomes 
to manifest things you think you want without having any clue what's really going to happen. Right. You have a belief system, but it doesn't make any sense. So we say there's another way to approach life. Realize it has nothing to do with the outside conditions. It's all internally. Mm -hmm. Now, can you see it yet? Of course not. But if you choose to go on this journey of self-discovery, if you choose to look at your limiting beliefs, if you choose to commit to seeing the perfection, well, then now you're lined up exactly with your inner self and your intended journey of self-discovery. You could not get to this conversation. You cannot be hearing this conversation unless there's a vibration in you that wants to discover who you truly are. <laughs> in this lifetime, to discover who you truly are, you're going to have to rewire how you see physical reality. Because, mm. you, because in the illusion, there's an illusion of you, which is not mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. see who you truly are, you'll have to break through the, of that illusion, which means you're going to have to reorient your entire perception of reality to see the good rather than the bad, to perceive that things are happening for you rather than to you, mm -hmm. to perceive that mm -hmm. things are perfect rather than imperfect, to see that every moment of your life was a perfect moment, all of them lined up. Well, you may have resisted them from time to time, but that's because you were in the illusion. They lined up. You were perfect the day you were born. You were perfect the next day. You were perfect the next day. You were perfect the next day. You never got <clears throat> imperfect any time. You've never made a wrong decision. You've never failed. You've never made a bad choice, even though you might perceive it, it affected a different outcome than what would have happened. It's not true. It happened exactly as it did to get you here. Now that you're here, you can accept every condition in your life. And you can also know, as Jill said, every moment from here on has to be perfect as well. Now, what does that do? Mm -hmm. Relieves all your anxiety, all your worry, all your doubt. Yes. You see? Mm -hmm. So now how do you live without worry, anxiety, and doubt? How do you live in absolute confidence of who you truly are? You cannot. It's not possible because you all, all humans have the same base limiting belief. I am not the creator of my reality that is infused into you on purpose so that you'll have to sift and sort and you'll have to figure it out because if everyone had the belief that they were the creator of the reality, there'd be no purpose in this reality. They would all just be one in love together singing Kumbaya. Kumbaya? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's like for you over there? <laughs> it is literally that way. Every moment, all the time, one big happy family, without any dissent, without mm -hmm. any disagreement, without any perception of imperfection whatsoever, without anyone needing to hide or protect themselves from anything, where everyone is simply a vibration which can be read by anyone else mm -hmm. for complete transparency in joy and love and connection. And that's all that we can imagine. There is mm -hmm. nothing else we can see. Now, when we watch you, playing around with this idea of disconnection and separation, we think it's hilarious. When <laughs> you go ahead and you do something and you have some accident and you slip and fall, just like those YouTube videos, it's hilarious to us. <laughs> because we know the perfection of that event. We know why that event occurred. It occurred to shake you up, to wake you up. And yeah. the great awakening is about shaking and waking everyone up. So yes. all these uh -huh. events all over the world, which you think are terrible and bad and wrong, are designed to wake everyone up. Yes. And you want to wake up. You want to see through the illusion. Now, will you ever see fully through the illusion? Of course not. This reality would mm. then cease to exist. 
And maybe mm. at one point that will happen. But for now, there's a lot of sifting and sorting to do and a lot of play to be had. If you're mm. taking things seriously, well, you're in the vibration of limitation. If you're mm-hmm. taking things as fun and joyful and interesting and, and exciting, you're in a higher vibration. Thank you. I love that. Yeah, you, you know, that's the part where I was going to ask you already knew it of, you know, what is so fascinating to to you and witnessing us here in our dance and our stumbling and knowing that, you know, all eyes are a gaze upon this earth and humanity and, you know, what's it like for you? And you answered it. It's hilarious. <laughs> This is where the action is. This is where the interesting stuff is. Mm -hmm. It is not the only physical reality that has this, but it Mm -hmm. is the most interesting one. Mm -hmm. And it is the one where our attention is. This is the fascinating one to us and to lots of others in the universe, all looking at how on earth do they do it? How do they Mm -hmm. go about anything thinking they're separated? How do they make friendships and get into romantic relationships how do they go to work how do they do anything it's fascinating to us Mm -hmm. but it's so much fun to watch because you're all doing amazing and we're in awe of all of you oh thank you (laughs) that's really (laughs) great to hear (laughs) we wouldn't want to do it but (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) yes Jill, do you want to ask more? I know I've got more, but I, I've been sure. hugging. <laughs> no, you haven't been hugging, not at all. Okay. Um, yeah, I would like to hear from you, Joshua, what my divine gifts are and, and uh, my, my core soul frequency. Excellent. Your core soul frequency is 537. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, let me write that down. <laughs> So this is a journey of Mm self-discovery, not up us to tell you anything Uh that would defeat the purpose. We would never get involved in interrupting your journey of self-discovery. You have your intentions. Now, someone could tell you those intentions. Someone could tell you your soul's purpose, but only in the very broadest sense of the world. There's no need for anyone outside of you to tell you anything. There's no need for you to ever ask advice. There's no need for you to look at anything outside of you as a weight or a barometer to see how you're doing. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is look at your reality. It's all there. Mm -hmm. How do you feel in that reality? If you're feeling pretty good in that reality, you're doing wonderfully. You're living your intention. If you're feeling uneasy in it well there's something to think about there why would you feel uneasy now of course you're going to go up and down and up and down that's the purpose of this reality and there's nothing wrong if you do it's perfect if you do but this is a feeling reality so the primary intention of every consciousness in this reality is to feel something that is not available anywhere else the negative emotion you feel that emotion that feeling is not a negative feeling Mm-hmm. It's a neutral feeling. You're associating the idea of victimhood with that feeling. The idea of victimhood is the illusion of separation from who you truly are. You're the creator, not the victim. So the, the more intense you believe that you're the victim, the more intense the negative emotions. So the negative mm-hmm. emotions just saying, in this situation, you're perceiving yourself as a victim. 
That's all it's saying. The emotion itself is a wonderful feeling. If you didn't mm-hmm. tie it to the pain of victimhood, you would feel that emotion is not much different than excitement. That emotion of anxiety, if you really looked at it, not much different than excitement. Hmm. That emotion of loss is not that much different than the emotion of gain. Hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. It's just your perspective's different. Hmm. If you're the creator of your reality, it's literally impossible for you to lose anything. If it's not necessary in your reality, it cannot stay with you. Mm-hmm. If it is mm-hmm. necessary, it cannot leave you. Mm-hmm. If you have a pet that lived 15 years and then transitioned to the non-physical, you did not lose that 15 years. The actual 15 years the pet was around. You have that with you in your vibration. Your mm-hmm. perception is that you lost the five or 10 years that it could have been around, that you were imagining mm-hmm. it might be around. Mm-hmm. That was never a thing. It was just an ideal that you were holding on to. And so you lost the ideal. You can't mm-hmm. hold on to this ideal anymore. Mm-hmm. You didn't lose the pet, you lost the ideal. And since the ideal was made up from a limited perspective, you were perceiving yourself as a victim in loss. And that loss was always an illusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, this might be, uh, I know we only have a few moments left here with you. So uh, this might kind of be out of left field, but something else I wanted to ask you about is the language of the soul and how that relates with symbols. Cause we, we, you know, the subconscious and the symbols and the way that we assist ourselves in, in discovering who we are and what we are. You speak in English with mm-hmm. a little bit of body language mm-hmm. to get a idea that's coming from non-physical, the language mm-hmm. of the soul, mm-hmm. out into physical reality. Mm-hmm. So if you could think about what do you got, a few words you can use, a few mm-hmm. gestures you can make, how are you mm-hmm. going to get this idea out? This is yeah. the language of the soul would incorporate every language of every civilization in the history of universe, plus every symbol, every f- picture, every emotion, every feeling, everything would be combined. So in essence, that's the vibration. The vibration is the language of the soul. Mm-hmm. The vibration of you as you are in this moment would tell any non-physical being exactly how you're doing. It would say, okay, well, she seems to be doing good in her enjoyment of her interests, but she's got a little blob over here of trapped emotion around something in her childhood that's causing her to have migraines. And then there's a little trapped over here that's causing her to be upset in her relationships and think that people should treat her better. And there's one over here about money. And so you have all these blobs stuck in your vibration and we could say, hey, yeah, remove that blob, remove that blob, remove that blob. But you don't want to, you want to hold on to all your blobs because you trust the blobs and you think these blobs define me. And if I lost one of these blobs and who would I be? I would have no barriers left, you know, protect myself from all these stuff that's happening outside of me. So that's the, that's the communication of the soul is the vibration. Now, when you start to notice vibration, yes, then you communicate clearly to everyone else and they mm. communicate clearly to you. If at some point you'll be a species of those who communicate telepathically. This is a mm-hmm. natural ability for anyone who rises to a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. Some are barely there and starting to play with this idea. Mm-hmm. Some are 
coming to be, have an awareness that this is an ability, but they don't mm-hmm. believe it because it sounds nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of people are communicating with animals. Lots mm-hmm. of them are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since the animals can't talk, they can't really verify what you're talking about. Right. Right. Lots of people are communicating with the hurricane. Except mm. for the meteorologists who have no idea what's going on. <laughs> right. But they're saying, oh, okay, this is not a horrible thing. It's just a lovely pattern of, of weather coming to rebalance the environment and to, you know, shake things up a little bit with no intentions of malice whatsoever and mm-hmm. no need to be any different than it is. But if you want to ask us, we're going to go a little bit south. That's all mm-hmm. that is. So all of this is consciousness. And the consciousness is the vibration, which Mm. can be tapped into if you get your perspective up where you believe that you can do it. If you don't believe Mm -hmm. you can do it, well, you're in a perspective that doesn't allow for that. Mm -hmm. How are you going to believe you can do it? Practice, if it's interesting Mm -hmm. to you, if you enjoy it. So all of these things are the language of the soul. And if you can see that where humanity is now, with all these different languages on earth, they're still in a limited perspective in the communication of that soul language. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're connecting to your inner self, you're getting a feeling. Mm-hmm. That's generally the best way to connect to the inner self. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. That is the number one way humans communicate with their inner self. Mm-hmm. I'm going through life. I'm feeling pretty good. Ah, I'm perceiving my reality more in alignment with my inner self. Because my inner self is focused on absolute perfection of your reality. So you're feeling good in your reality, you're having fun, then you're generally perceiving your reality is good. But mm-hmm. if something triggers you and you're feeling off about something, well, then you're in the illusion and your inner self is giving you that negative emotion so that you know that you're off. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with the negative emotion. It's simply that you're judging it as bad because in that moment you're feeling like a victim. So you look at that limiting belief, you prove it's false and you go on. When you raise your perspective intentionally on any area of your life by seeing yourself as the creator of my reality in that area of my life and accepting everything as is, you get new types of information, new types of soul communication. Mm. Inspiration is one. Mm -hmm. Direct communication through automatic writing is another one. Mm -hmm. Noticing that new people showing up is another one. Giving you (laughs) some inspiration from them is another one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be full-on telepathy with a loved one, a loved one who's transitioned, for instance. Mm-hmm. All these gifts are available to you depending on what you decide to bring in. Those gifts, those higher levels of communication come online as soon as you raise your perspective generally in your life. So let's say that there are 20 categories in your life, finances, career, relationship with friends, relationship with children, with parents, with lovers, health, all these different categories. There's Mm -hmm. hundreds of them, thousands of them, but let's just say that there's 20. One perspective is a little higher, one perspective a little lower. And so that overall perspective generally is your vibration. You Mm -hmm. lift that overall vibration and you start to receive more communication from your inner self. Do you Mm -hmm. want to hear the communication from your inner self? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Why would you want to hear the information? Would it make things easier? That's not the point. The point Hmm. is to go on your journey of self-discovery, maybe a little bit more effectively, maybe have a little bit more fun in it, and maybe see more of the truth of your reality. Maybe change (laughs) that entire perception of reality to see it is good and it isn't bad. Maybe change your perception of the universe to say, 
it's benevolent, not malevolent. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. shift in perspective raises you out of the fear and into the mm-hmm. clarity. Yes. As you go into the clarity, you get clairvoyant abilities. Mm-hmm. Is that fun to you or is that scary to you? They're going to come online whether you think it's fun or not as you raise your perspective. Mm-hmm. But obviously, as you raise your perspective, you're living in more love and less fear. And so they would mm-hmm. be useful to you. At the mm-hmm. lower levels, it's not useful. It's not useful to have these abilities when you're in fear because you would right. use them to solve the problems of your fear. Can't right. be done. Doesn't mm-hmm. work. Right. The only way it works is when you come out of the illusion and then these abilities come online, like Gary's ability to channel, but there's many other. And then mm-hmm. you can use those in love, not trying to change anything you think is wrong because that's the illusion again and that's more of the discovery of yourself in the inauthentic version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So how you're communicating now in fun and joy is the vibration of the soul language. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. long as you're not taking things seriously, as long as you're not attached to an outcome, as long as you're just in it for the fun, just in it for yourself, you are communicating a little tiny bit verbally, a little mm-hmm. tiny bit with your body language, and a lot non-physically because Mm -hmm. what's happening in this communication here meets completely in line with her inner self Uh jill's in line with her inner self they're (laughs) swirling around us all the time we are pouring information (laughs) to them and it's coming down to you Mm -hmm. so in this open communication where you are all connected and gary's connected as part of this there is a swirling communication coming on and based in your perspective You're getting the answers that are perfect for you. You may Mm -hmm. not get them right now. You might get them when you listen to this later, but it's perfect for you and perfect for everyone else who will ever listen to this because their inner selves are involved in this as well. Mm -hmm. People who won't listen to this in 10 years, their inner self is involved in this communication. Mm -hmm. And their inner self now will go out and direct them on a pathway where they will find this podcast episode 10 years from now when Mm. they're ready for this information. Yes. Wow. We have enjoyed this more than you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Are you thrilled? Well, we were thrilled when we came in. (laughs) Are you more thrilled? That vibration now. We're sort of sad. Be authentic. Really upset that we have to leave here. Oh, us too. Poker with friends at a country club. Damn it, Gary. Then we have to go on hiatus until Friday when he brings us up again. Until then, we're sitting in the closet doing nothing, and no one wants to talk to us. And we have to talk amongst ourselves and and talk about how fun this was. But we're not doing anything right now. But the nice thing about the not physical, there's no time, so the things come like that. It's very yes. quick because everyone's having fun. And you know how what happens when you have fun, time flies. And with yes. that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you we so much. You. Wow. <laughs> Go back. Go back anytime. Go back fun. to the sandbox. That was fun. All right. Oh. Pretty good, huh? Wow. Yes. Thank <laughs> you, Gary. Incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. That was the most fun thing I can do is that. Yeah. Woohoo! Great. It was so yes. good. Yeah. Cool. All right. This is enough. You know, you have to go play poker. I have to go play apparently. poker. I was going to say I have a really important business meeting that I can't break. <laughs> and they outed me on that one. 
That's okay. We love and accept you completely. As Absolute you acceptance. Sure. Wow. Well, such a blast, Gary. I feel like, you know, I feel like I've known you forever and uh, I want to keep getting to know you. Uh, you feel like a, a friend, uh, a soul family member. So, <laughs> you know, more please. Well, <laughs> yes. One thing is if you know someone in physical reality, you are eternally linked to them. Yes. And yes. also you'll notice that when, when people light up for you, mm-hmm. there's a reason that light, they light up for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I want- and you sure do. You sure do for me. And I too. know for Jill too. Yeah. I <laughs> echo everything Amit said. I feel the same way. And I'm so grateful for you. Oh, well, yes. for you guys too. This is awesome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Should we say goodbye to everyone who's listening? Yes. Yes. Goodbye, yes. everyone. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. Love you all. All right. Wasn't that fun? I hope you really enjoyed it. It's amazing to get together. Uh, Jill went through the boot camp and she started the podcast as a inspiration out of that. And she's having a great time doing it. And it's really a fun one. So check it out. I left the link to it below. It's called the spiritual sandbox and it's available pretty much everywhere. Um, the boot camp, the next one we're doing is boot camp 19 and starting on October 17th, I believe about, um, you know, the third Monday or so in October. It's the one we do every fall, and this boot camp will set you up for an amazing 2023. The only way to get into it is by invitation. Uh, You'll have a conversation with me. We'll see where we are, and by the end of it, you'll know exactly if the boot camp is right for you or not. If you're listening to this now, this is inspiration. You've been wanting to shift things. This is why you're listening to this podcast. This is why you found those teachings. There's something in your vibration that is seeking a higher level of self-discovery, This will shift you into a perspective where you will start to get more inspiration and be truly on your path of self-discovery. That's called the inspired path. So send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and we'll get together. It's really a fun call. It'll be recorded. You can listen to it later. I'll tell you a little bit about yourself and tell you what I see. And it's always, always fun. So think about doing that. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Also remember to please like this podcast. It's a simple little button wherever you're listening to it. Leave a comment. That's not so hard either. It's sometimes hard on iTunes, but uh, there's a description on how to do it below, or you can just you know, Google how to leave a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that, and we appreciate everything that you do to support us here. So have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.